fire away. There you go. And they got these Arizona guys, huh? Well, yeah, they've had our number. We've had a lot of close games. Um, you know, we had a really good stretch, I thought, from the 11, the 12-minute media timeout until the 8-minute media timeout. Really, the guys were really uh, making some plays defensively, and then we ran. Uh, I thought maybe the elevation could have kicked into gear. We talked about it being kind of a heavyweight fight. It seemed like both teams were a little bit sluggish. This is that time of year where, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a survival of the fittest deal and just talked about staying in it, staying in the fight. And I thought, you know, some of their shots started to come up short. We rebounded them, got out in transition, and we had a number of guys that played really well. Was it kind of a carryover effect for Parker, you think, from the second? Well, apparently, I was asked that question a lot this week: is how do we, how do you think we're going to respond? And uh, I thought we were, you know, offensively we struggled a little bit trying to find our niche. Arizona is one of the best defensive teams in the league, and I know they've been struggling right now. But Sean does a really good job. You don't give, you don't get easy baskets against them, and so it was a little bit, you know, slugging rats a little bit. But Parker, uh, you know, seven for ten from three. He's obviously in a nice place right now. Our guys, I thought our guys did a nice job of finding him. For us to have 16 assists and 10 turnovers, that's the number that we're talking about. You guys have witnessed some of our uh, turnover issues, and, and that was one of the big keys. And guys, you know, a little more solid and slowed down, and uh, real happy for Parker. What do you think got Jace going? Because that was obviously a huge game for him. Jace has been playing real well. I, I think Jace is uh, one rebound away from having maybe four straight double-doubles or four out of five double-doubles. So he's, uh, you know, logging a lot of minutes. Conditioning, I think, through some injuries has always been a little bit of an issue. He had a foot and Achilles and an ankle last year. Um, So we've never really seen the best of him. And I think, uh, you know, he's he's a great rim protector and obviously a really solid rebounder. He's undoubtedly our best rebounder and did a nice job, I thought, on Jeter. He got an early foul. That gets a little bit problematic, but uh, and then he's slowing down offensively. I think you see it. You know, maybe in in years past he's been a little bit sped up, and I, confidence is a big thing. Whether it's Parker or Jace, you know, when guys start feeling good, that's a big part of uh, the game of basketball. I think those guys are both in a good place. Did you ever think you'd see him score 17 points and a half? Jace Did he have it in a half? 17. Did not career high. Yeah. yeah. Two guys All with the, the career high. Half. Yeah. Well, it's hey, that's when it counts. Parker had 15 in the second half the other day, so uh, I'd rather have guys finishing games, you know, on a positive note. Again, I think it. I, I just sensed that both teams were a little tired. Talked about it being a heavyweight fight, you know, in the later rounds. Maybe we just stay consistent, and there'll be an opportunity to to get a little run, and that's exactly what happened. It's. It's sometimes overlooked, you know, maybe by us locally, the, the effect that some elevation can have on this, on this mountain road trip uh, when all the other teams are basically coming from sea level. And I think that's, you know, that's got a little something to do with it. And we managed to, to step up and make some plays. So for Jace to, to play almost 20 minutes of the second half and avoid fouls, uh, I mean, he's come a long way in both of those yeah, regards. Yeah, he has. He's... It, you know, with it's the the word process is uh, pasted all over our practice facility, and a lot of people want to you know speed this thing up and jump from one to four instead of, and he's uh, he's been a foxhole guy. You know, of all the people I've coached, uh, he's just one of those guys that wants to do the right thing. Again, he's 
we didn't talk about it a lot. He's a warrior. He he played the last couple of years, and he was he was really injured. I'm not sure a lot of guys can play with plantar fasciitis, and so the practices were always limited. Conditioning was always an issue, um, and even at the beginning of this year, I think he sprained an ankle or broke something and was out. Um, so he's he's been. Again, he's he buys into everything that we're doing, and he stays real consistent. There's not a guy that plays harder, and so it's it's kind of fitting, I think, Kurt, to have him, you know, reaping some of the benefits of, of perseverance and, and everything. And I, he's undoubtedly getting better right before our eyes. Parker's you know, been in and out of the starting lineup for the last two or three years. Are you happy with him coming off the bench? Is that what you think he's best? Well, we made that change prior to the Southern Cal right. trip, you know. Um, you know, for a number of reasons, I, th- I think sometimes you need. There was a stretch prior to that with the Oregon schools where we had a bunch of guys that were kind of new faces uh, that were coming off the bench, that were coming in as our subs, and we had a little bit of a drop off when you're bringing a bunch of new guys in as your subs. That was a little area. So we, I talked to Parker prior to the USC game about needing some veteran leadership and some. You know, the word solid always comes up when I think of him. He's not going to turn his best assist to turnover ratio on the team and and does a lot of things right. So we needed some of that leadership. At the same time, Booth was down in the dumps a little bit. As a, You know, it's hard to be a freshman. And I thought we could jumpstart him. And so uh, the Monday after the Oregons, before we went to Southern California, I made that change. It was one of the first things we did in practice, had those two switch jerseys. And Parker doesn't care. Uh, I, I got with him on the bus on the way to USC and started to explain that he was going to come off the bench, and he basically interrupted me and said, I did not care. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of character I think that he has. And I, I understand from my playing days, starting is an important thing for kids, uh, but finishing games certainly is, should be more important. And I, I get, think it gave Booth a big jump start, and Parker's kind of found his niche. Um, and so it's been good for our team. The, the buy-in, I think, is important. So continue, probably, correct? Pardon? Since this works so well, you'll probably continue. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, look, we've changed the lineup a few times, uh, Riley and Donnie, and I still am always going to dangle the carrot in front of guys to practice hard. And if, you know, the other thing that's a variable that's always changing is who you're playing. You know, sometimes matchups uh, make a little bit more sense to have somebody starting a game coming off a bench. One thing I did tell Parker is he's a guy that, uh, everybody in our league now knows that you can't let him catch and shoot. And I, I told Parker, I said, it's kind of hard to find you when you're not starting. And, you know, sometimes at the start of game, guys get locked in and they're really keyed in. Well, if you're coming off the bench, maybe you're playing against some of the other team subs that aren't as, you know, maybe defensive-minded and gives you an opportunity. So uh, there may very well be changes. You know, that's it's never been set it's set in stone this is probably a year that we've changed some lineups more than any and and uh you know the practices have been good and if i think i'd be surprised if we didn't have high effort and and, you know enthusiasm out of everybody to stay in it so most likely uh, stay but again it's you know don't don't put that in uh in ink you've always talked about how defense kind of leads to offense and it seemed like in that 18 to 2 stretch that the defense is kind of locked in and, and kind of keeping them out of the post. What were you seeing at that time, and was that kind of what led to that run, or what, what were you? There was seeing? no doubt, um, no doubt that that's what led to the run. We had a hard time defending um, some some of our jump walls and interior post play. You know, Ira Lee and Chase; those guys got some baskets uh, early, and then we were out rebounded, I think, by six at the half. 
and it's a staple, man. That's a non-negotiable for our program, and at every level, Josh, you know the deal. Uh, whether it's baseball or football or you name it, defense. It, uh, uh, one thing I've always said is that if you do a really good job guarding people, this is the part I don't think many people understand. But if I do a really good job guarding you, it, it's re- you really have to be a disciplined, solid guy to guard me as hard. And I think when you take some things away, the game, our our team feels it when we have a hard time, or it used to feel it. When we'd have a hard time and the rim would be a little small and we were struggling to score early in the season, I thought we took that defensive intensity back to the other end. And, you know, it's it's compounding. And if you're always solid, and that's what we talked about at the 12-minute timeout, it's all about stops. If we can get stops, and I've, and I've said it to this team over and over, the offense will take care of itself, especially at home where we got out and ran a little bit. I thought, you know, got some opportunities with numbers and that was without a doubt the catalyst. I don't know what the numbers were, but we held them scoreless for, for quite a stretch. When you coach in this league, can you ever stop to feel some empathy for the team going through some struggles like Arizona? Well, I mean, come on. Uh, when it comes to Arizona, um, yeah, I can actually. And Sean and I talked before the game. You know, it's. Uh, uh, I don't think any of us would want to be doing anything else, but it's not always rosy. It's not always a fun uh, fun business to be in and things can compound and there's a lot of opinions um, you know out there and and sometimes when things don't go well or as well as you'd like uh, those people make a lot louder noise and uh, so it gets hard you know to get beat up and family life and different things um, so yeah I do have some empathy but it's this is a survival time for us and uh, you certainly can't feel sorry for anybody, and they'll bounce back. They've got an incredible recruiting class coming in, and you know I think it's an example of some cycles, um, some ups and downs. And our league overall is the youngest Power Five conference league. There are, you know, I'm looking at our team where we start three freshmen, and some guys are there's some young players out there. Um, and if these guys stay in our league, it's going to be, you know, best for the long run. Coming into conference play, obviously you got Arizona State. Maybe gave them a little bit of a shock, not really knowing what what you were going to bring. I mean, what? How do you go into this game knowing that they know have a lot of tape on you that that you guys are a little more seasoned and, and you still got that win in, in Arizona? Yeah, I mean it's it's no different than any other. You know, we got down 17 points early in that game, and uh, that was maybe a little bit of a turning point where we didn't quit. We stayed in it, and it, it was all about defense. We did a really good job. Uh, on defense, and uh, you know, we had a ton of transition baskets at their place, and we didn't even talk about that all week. We talked about, you know, road tempo and pace and poise, um, and we did a really good job guarding them. And there was, you know, a little bit of frustration, like some teams have, and then they didn't guard us as hard. So that was kind of the prime example. But you know, I think we've all got a large sample size. There's not going to be many secrets at this point for what anybody's trying to do. Uh, it has a lot, this time of year has a lot to do with personnel and tendencies. Uh, you know, which way a guy wants to go, all the statistics, and we've got a great staff that puts those numbers together for us. And so you bring the energy combined with a little bit of mental preparation and understanding the number that's standing in front of you and what they like to do. Um, and then it's, you know, may the best man win. Larry, talk about getting some road success or home success in conferences. Did you feel like you guys brought 
stuff from L.A. back here? And Well, you know, it wasn't pretty. You guys all watched the game, you know, to start with. It wasn't like we were just flowing. But I think there was a lot of lessons built into that that we talked about with our team. We got uh, Northern California sweep, and then we came home. I think the the vibe, you know, the the air would be completely different if there was one mistake that we made and we, we got caught up in turnovers against Oregon. Otherwise, we're probably not talking about, you know, this, you, you win two on the road, you lose two at home, you win two on the road, and then, okay, it's on. Like, what are we going to do? Um, so there, that's, I think, an example of us not being prepared for that pressure. We tried to simulate it in practice settings, but as the season goes, you hope that you're exposed to this and then you improve on it, and then you get exposed to this, and and maybe you you lose you lose those games. They're tough lessons, uh, and that's what we got caught. I really felt like the Oregon weekend really took a little bit of thunder from us when when we gave one, I, I, not gave one away. They played great, but you know when you have as many turnovers, it's not just the two points or the opportunity to score that we didn't get. We were throwing them; they were pick sixes, you know. So then. Defensively in the half court against Oregon, we held them to 17%. It was all the other stuff that ended them. And, you know, so that that one's explainable. Um, yeah, but what we talked about is there's nothing magical when you come home. You know, I think that's, uh, you can see in our league right now, there's a lot of road teams that are winning. And if you think that there's going to be some kind of magic in the air from your crowd and sleeping in your own bed, it doesn't happen that way because there's a lot of hungry teams that are jumbled up in that middle of the pack trying to, so I talked to Sean before the game. We're all trying to find a buy for the Pac-12 and then, you know, let it fly from there. So uh, we didn't make too much of it, just the importance of being ready to go uh, at home and, and give something our, for our crowd to cheer about. I, I don't think anything takes the air out of an arena quicker than throwing the ball away, you know. Uh, so that that's we kind of shot ourselves in the foot, and then we lost to a really good Oregon State team. So... To answer your question, we you got to take care of your home court. You got to go get your fair share of wins on the road, and then after 18 games, let's add them up, and we're shooting for one of those buys.